and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, I spent the last 10 minutes trying to come up with a good, like, Nikola Jokic, Jovic joke with your name, but I, I couldn't come up with anything. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, he has a sense of humor about it. We didn't ask him about it, but I guess on draft night, he said he still hasn't met Jokic, which... Uh, That'll be that'll be interesting writing a story with both those guys when they play each other um, and trying not to get mixed up between their two names. Yeah, it's um, he needs like a different name, like uh, like like something just a little more different. Like Jokic, Jovic, it's like fine, whatever, I get it. But uh, the first names are so similar. If he becomes like a star, it'll be weird. I'm gonna call him Nick. I want that. Nick. Nicky Yo, Nicky Yo. That's what, that's what Pat, call, Pat Riley called him that yesterday. He asked him, "Can I call you Nick?" And he said, "Yeah." So maybe that's what he'll go by, Nick. Uh, the, uh, the NBA draft is in the books. NBA free agency will be here uh, pretty much any any minute by the time people are listening to this. When it opens up at 6, 6 p.m. on Thursday, um, yeah. deals can officially get signed uh, a few hours later. Really, right? Is it midnight that the that new window opens? On July 1st, so uh, we're right in the thick of it. Um, well, deals can get signed July 6th, I believe. July 6th, okay. At noon, so it's like that. It gotcha, so they got like a week, week yeah. there. Yeah. Um, either way, we are right in the thick of it, the NBA offseason. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're about 24 hours removed from the end of probably the dumbest NBA news cycle I can ever remember uh, with the Kyrie Irving, is he going to opt out or – is he going to sign with the Lakers on a mid-level exception? In sports, they were talking about it like it was a done deal already, and then he comes out and announces that he's he's going back to Brooklyn. Uh, we'll get into all of this nonsense, but let's start with the draft um, because I love the draft. We both uh, enjoyed watching the draft. Uh, the Heat take Nikola Jovic, who was a name I think we joked about. We uh, did, yeah, we did. In the lead-up to the draft, <laughs> I think everyone joked about it. Um, I frankly did not know anything about him. I was stunned when he stood up and looked absolutely nothing like Nikola Jokic. I just assumed they would be like twins. similar looking guys, <laughs> not uh, not necessarily twins. Um, the good news for Nikola Jovic, Jovic is he didn't get drafted during a Taco Bell commercial like Nikola Jokic famously did. Um, but yeah, then they started showing some highlights of him. Um, obviously, he was in Miami for a press conference on Monday. He'll be there for Summer League. Um, I'm kind of into him. He looked, those highlights were pretty impressive. He's got a fun skill set. Um, kind of a, you know, when I, again, when I heard the name Nicola, it's just natural. You're going to assume he's a, kind of like a big plotting center. Um, obviously mm-hmm. Nicola Yogi is much more than that, but that's kind of the foundation there was he was a big, big guy back to the basket early on in his career. Um, Nikola Jovic is not that he's like, kind of like a do it all three, four combo type guy who, uh, I don't know, it feels like you could do a b- whole bunch of different things and kind of like, a, I don't know, obviously the defense will probably be a question because that's hard to, I think, judge uh, coming to the NBA with a guy when you don't know like the level of competition and all that, how it'll translate. But at least offensively, he seems to have a very heat skill set. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of unlike anybody they've ever drafted before, right? A, like, the last time they drafted an international prospect that didn't play in college, right, in, in the United States was, I think, 1996, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Mursap. 
Um, so it's been a while that the Heat have went this route, and he's a unique talent. I mean, young, just turned 19 a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. One of the youngest guys they've ever drafted. Offensively, very skilled, 6'11". Wouldn't be surprised if he reaches seven feet because he's still so young and he's grown like he's had a huge, huge growth spurt. He said he grew another inch last year. So theoretically, he probably will be seven feet by next year. Um, and he can, you know, he's a three level scorer, can make threes, shoot in the mid range. Um, obviously, scorer on the basket, serve as a ball handler and screener in the pick and roll. Just a very versatile offensive player, very skilled that will obviously need some development and, and need some time to you know, get used to the NBA game, even on that end. Um, like you said, I think the big question mark is his defense, right? I mean, physically, yeah. 6'11", 230 pounds, like, he's going to get bullied a little bit. Yeah, and rookies typically suck yeah. on defense. Yeah, that's going to be a learning curve for him. I, I think Summer League will be our first chance to see, okay, can this guy actually play minutes, like, in, as a rookie? I, I don't know that. And, you know, we asked Adam Simon that and Pat Riley that on draft night, and they're like, we don't know. Like, it's going to yeah. depend on, we'll see in Summer League where he's at, We'll see how much he can improve and work on his body in the next two or three months before camp. Um, and then we'll figure that out. I don't think it's been ruled out, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those picks that, you know, he's in the G League a little bit in the rookie, you know, as a rookie. Um, because he's gonna need some development. He's a very young and raw player. He he took on basketball, I think, at 13. He was a water polo player. So he's a late bloomer. I think Jokic so. was too, right? Wasn't that part of his Jokic's story? I feel like I've seen a picture of Jokic like in a water polo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a water polo player, which is how, you know, he's got all those like above the head passes. Like he's a water yeah. polo player. True, true. Hey, look, I'll say this. If Jokic is anything close to Jokic, <laughs> he got a huge steal in the 27th yeah. pick. Um, yeah. But he's an upside pick, which I think is interesting because we talk so much about the Right, heat. about guys who can immediately contribute. Yeah. We saw EJ Liddell was sitting there. I texted you, right? I don't remember who picked right before the Heat, but right after that pick went in, I, I texted you like, wow, they this, they could actually get this guy here because we yeah. weren't sure about it. Obviously, he ends up falling uh, a lot further than he did. Yeah, surprised did. by so, like, that. Clearly, we were higher on him than uh, NBA execs and scouts were. But like, you know, like you said, we were really – we thought they were going to try to get a guy who could help them right away. And – um Frankly, I don't expect Jovic to necessarily be that next year, especially now like playoff time. I mean, you look at, you know, the Warriors had all these great rookies in the regular season, and those like those guys couldn't even get on the court in the playoffs. Um, like, yeah, you can be a rookie in the regular season. Kendrick Nunn a couple years ago, right? Like, same deal. Like, in all likelihood, Jovic is is probably not going to help this team come playoff time next year, um, which again was a little surprising. Now, now was EJ Liddell going to be that guy? That's- Who knows. That's the thing. Like you, but you, there was a more clear path, right, for EJ Liddell yeah. to like help you right away. But this is an upside pick. I mean, EJ Liddell has uh, some very obvious flaws, just like with his size, um, and and a little older. Um, Jovic, like you said, a, a ton of upside here. I mean, that's always kind of like you take a European, you're like a lot of upside. Who knows what this right. guy's gonna look like? Um, but you could see it just with the offensive skill set here, where if he can add. If he can become a like competent defender, that that offensive skill set is that just you combine that with adequate defense, and that's enough to be a good NBA player, a useful NBA player. Yeah, I, I think to your point, like there was no guarantee anybody they chose there at 27 right. was going to help them this year anyway. So I think the Heat decided let's just go for the upside pick, right? And honestly, worst case scenario, they have a you know, he's he's a rotate like let's say he turns into a bench you know, rotation player off the bench. You have him under contract for four years, five years yeah. under team control, affordable deal. Guy with upside that they have time to develop now on this rookie deal. 
Um, so it makes sense, you know, and, and, and yes, you, your window is now, you got to win now. At the same time, you also got to plan for the future. You can't just yeah. totally. And again, like you said, 27 is not like you can try to make a win now move, but there's no guarantee. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Right. And look, I'm not saying they're going to trade Jovic, but he's a guy with upside that might intrigue some teams and he could be part, you know, if something comes up and they could trade yeah. for a star and now they have another young, intriguing asset, uh, asset with app, with upside. Um, it's just another, you know, trade chip that they have, you know, in their belt. So, yeah, that was the next point. I, was, I mean, it's kind of like with, when they took precious, um, the ID, you know, I, I think, you know, he, I, what he was conference player of the year in, in the American, I think that year. So he had a, like a, probably a little bit more of a, a pedigree where you kind of felt like he was going to be helpful, but he was still like kind of a project with a really unique skill set, and the heat obviously trust their development ability to get well, them been, out right? of a guy like that. Uh, whereas Liddell, again, probably a little more of a finished product product already. Um, if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to flip him for Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal or, or Kevin Durant, I think Jovic to a team that is going to be into a rebuild mode, which, you know, that would probably be the case certainly in Washington, potentially in Utah, depending on how things go. Um, you know, maybe Brooklyn, if, if we'll, we'll obviously talk a little yeah. bit more about that. Um Jovic is, is, you know, just uh, seems much more appealing to a rebuilding team than a EJ Liddell or a high floor type guy. So I think it, like you say, it kind of helps them build for the future. Like you always need to have an eye on the future. But I think it also does help short term because of the trade possibilities there. I mean, if he if he's awesome in summer league and then, you know, you know, the Heat are going to give him some chances in the regular season just because. Jimmy's going to take time off. Kyle Lowry's going to take time. Like, he's going to get some some looks at some point in the regular season, I'm sure. If he flashes a little bit, sure, then, sure. then all of a sudden he becomes, a, a, I think, a pretty interesting piece because he's got a tantalizing skill set. He's got, like, you know, if you just look at the maximum ability of what he can be, like, that's like an all-star type guy just because of all the different things he can do on offense. Again, the defense is a huge question mark and whether he can hit all those – the, his ceiling as a 19-year-old is is up for debate, but you know he's got skill set of a guy who you look at and you're like that guy can be you know a an engine of your offense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean theoretically, like even though he's probably not going to play a lot of minutes, like right away, he's probably the most one of the not the most one of the most skilled offensive players in the roster already, just with his kind of yeah. versatile offensive skill set and all he everything he can do on the end of the court. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, he'll get minutes here and there, spot minutes. I mean, look, even like Max Struess, undrafted free agent, gets signed, signs a two-way, and he's playing some some significant minutes as a rookie. So a little different because he's a younger player, Jovic, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's always, as we know, during spots in the season where guys are injured right. or now these days COVID or different things like that, that you need your depth, and I'm sure Jovic will be a part of that. Are you ex- I mean, we were talking. I don't remember if we talked about this on the mic or just off off mic last week about like the, you never know what the summer league is going to be like when you're drafting this low. Yeah. Um, like, are you is he a guy you're excited to? Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's like that's a summer league play. Like if you take an EJ Liddell, it's like kind of like oh whatever this guy's a role like yeah. his he's ceiling a is commodity. a player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jovic's ceiling is like star, and in the summer league that means he gets to like take 25 shots a game or something. Yeah, I mean, the Heat's summer league team is going to be pretty good because yeah, they yeah. have Jovic, but then they have four guys who were part of their roster last season, Yurt Seven, Smart, Highsmith, Mulder. 
Um, and then all the undrafted guys they signed. Like, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch Jovic play, um, especially like if they start. I know uh, Yurt Seven is not going to play until they get to Vegas, so he's not playing in San Francisco. But a front court of Yurt Seven and Jovic, that'll be fun to watch. I'm kind of not expecting to see a lot of Yurt in summer league. He probably won't play much, but even those like two games maybe he plays in Vegas. Yeah. I'm interested to see what that looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, just the element of the unknown, like, yeah, you're serving, uh, Jovic has played games, a lot of games in Serbia, but we haven't seen him, like, yeah, we watch him on TV. Uh, yeah, the athleticism, Zaga, at least. Right? I, don't know, I don't know enough about the Serbian league to, like, speak to how good those teams are, but yeah. the athleticism in summer league is always a step up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different game, too. Like, the rules are a little different, but it's different than a guy like we've watched at Gonzaga play for three right, years. Exactly. Right, exactly. Like we've seen clips of this guy, but we yeah, haven't. Yeah, he's, he's never played like, against a single player. He's gonna play against in uh, some league. Like he's an unknown. Yeah. yeah, so that it'll be fun. I think it adds a, an int- definitely an intriguing element to summer league. And he's gonna be like their shot guy. Like he's gonna be the guy driving the offense. You know. I would think so. I mean, I guess you could say Mulder or. Right. I mean, they've got like smart, smart point yeah. guard, whatever. So like. Yeah. But yeah. But yo, but yeah, we'll get us definitely got a lot of reps. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Pat basically said it right. Like. Let it fly. Let it fly. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to overcoach you. Let it fly. Like use your yeah. instincts and like, let's see what we got. So I, I think it'll be good for Jovic to get that, like get that experience, but also for the heat to kind of see what they're getting because yeah, I mean, they've scouted him obviously, and they've gone to Serbia to watch him and they watch his pro day in Chicago. But um, I think summer league, they'll, they'll get a pretty good like idea of maybe how much he could do at this point. All right, let's uh, pivot over to free agency. Um, where should we start? Cause it's, I mean, the story of the week, <laughs> the old news by the time people listen to this was the weirdest, like 12 hour Kyrie Irving news cycle, um, where everyone, I, I think I saw you got, he was getting traded to five different teams. He was signing the mid-level with the Lakers. He was going to be on the heat. He was going to be on, uh, the wizards. Maybe he'd go to Chicago. Maybe Kevin Durant was going to go to Miami. Maybe Kevin Durant was going to Chicago. Uh, and then at like 5.30 p.m. or something, Kyrie just acts like he's making earth-shattering news and opts in. Uh, thinking differently by changing. So a $36 million dollar contract? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, wow, I'm thinking real differently. I'm going to take a ton of money. Um, so it seems like for now we can probably assume that – I don't know. Don't ever assume anything. Never Don't assume ever. anything with the Brooklyn Nets, I guess, but – um, it doesn't seem like they're going to be urgently moving those guys at this point, right? Um, so probably makes the storylines a little bit less exciting for the Heat going into uh, free agency week. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if this was still looming, like Kyrie and Kevin Durant would have still been possibilities, right? Yeah. Or, I don't know how realistic they would have been, but they would have been possibilities. Out. They would never rule it. I mean, look. Nets. I yeah. I don't know what their plans are with Kyrie, but can you? I, I would argue that it's easier now to trade Kyrie than it was before because oh, before yeah. we need to take a sign and trade, and he wouldn't need to agree to a long-term contract, and no, you know, not many teams wanted to give him that. Now he's an expiring deal. Yeah. Um, that's true. So, would you be surprised if somehow the Lakers put together a package and like got a deal done? I mean, they don't have much else, much to give other than like Russell Westbrook and picks, but. Yes, it could happen. Today, right? Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell opted in. Or like another team that wants to get a chance in Kyrie for an, expi- an expiring deal. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously, you can't question Kyrie's talent. He's one of the best players and best offensive players in the league. Um, so, yeah, for now, it's done. And, and you would ex- you would expect Kevin Durant to stay in Brooklyn now that Kyrie's 
we think he's staying. As long as Kyrie is in Brooklyn, uh, yeah. I feel pretty confident Kevin Durant yeah. will be in Brooklyn. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was an inter- it made for interesting uh, headlines for like those three or four days. Yeah, on well, Monday it was like one of the quietest sports. You know, the Stanley Cup was done the night before, so we're done with hockey and basketball playoffs. Baseball Monday is always a quiet day in the baseball yeah, world. Um, Wimbledon was just starting, so nothing interesting happening there. So like, the only story that was happening in the world was this Kyrie drama that wound up being not very dramatic, at least for now. But again, like you said, uh, are you are you interested at all in him with the Heat? Um, not if it took Bam, obviously not Bam or Jimmy. And right. I, I I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for him either. Yeah, I just I'm think not. it's too big of a question mark. Um, and from what I was told, I, I just don't know. I don't think the Heat were. I'm not saying the Heat weren't interested in Kyrie. I'm sure they poked, like Sham said, they poked around. Um, but I mean, obviously they're gonna, they're gonna do their due diligence. But I'm not. I don't. The Heat, from what I know, like they didn't aggressively pursue Kyrie. You know, it's one of those things that like. If he could be had for cheap, which at one point there was a thought that maybe he could, right? Because yeah. they were saying he might take exception money, or maybe it doesn't take t- Tyler to get a deal done. Like, yeah, maybe the Heat would have done it, but um, they weren't like head over heels trying to get Kyrie. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think it depends on the cost. Yeah, I'm obviously interested. You know, I'd be intrigued if I were the Heat in Kyrie Irving because he's a unique talent. Um, but I wouldn't like give up my top trade assets for him at this point. Yeah, I want no part of him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Like, this is going to be – if he really does stay with Brooklyn and, like, he plays 70 games, 70-plus 70 games, and he has – a major a, outlier in the last five years. Sure, but you know that he's going to get – he'll get the contract he's looking for next year if he does Yeah, exactly. That. And yeah. that's what this year is going to be about for him, right? Like, building up his stock. Like, he kind of just learned, I think, you know, he won't – obviously, like, he he's not going to make it seem that way, but he – it's pretty clear that there weren't a lot of teams going after him yeah. this week. So I think he has to, I think you realize you have to build your stock back up. Um, so, you know, if he's available and he plays and they, Brooklyn gets far in the playoffs and he's a big part of that, he'll do that. He basically hasn't had a meaningful moment in the NBA since he made one of the biggest shots in NBA history, to be fair. Yeah. Beat the Warriors. But since then he's been, no one has gathered more headlines for a guy who has like accomplished less than him. Yeah, I think that's the NBA. Yeah. I mean, he went to. I guess he went to a, the. He was on the team the next year when they went to the finals. Um, right. But obviously, they got wiped off the floor by the Warriors and kind of ran through a, a crappy Eastern Conference. Um, and the next year, he goes to Boston. Did absolutely nothing in his two years in Boston, and has done nothing in two years in Brooklyn. So. Yeah, three years in Brooklyn. In the first year, I think he played like twenty something games because of a shoulder injury. And second yeah. year in Brooklyn, yeah. he played. It was a, bur- a bunch of personal issues that you know kept him out for a few games. And last year, obviously, with the whole yeah. like not getting vaccinated thing, like he didn't play much either. So, yeah, it's been a weird three. He hasn't really accomplished much in Brooklyn. He hasn't been available enough to accomplish yeah. anything in Brooklyn. Um, but we'll see if that changes this year. I mean, obviously, if like the Nets have Kyrie and KD for most of the season, yeah, they'll be good. And Ben Simmons is healthy, like they're gonna be a contender. Um, yeah. But there's always that big question mark with them, um, especially with Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I think, you know, and you mentioned, do the Heat have very much interest in Kyrie? Probably not. And I have to imagine part of that is that if Kyrie goes somewhere else, they are going to be, like, first in line in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Yeah, I, I, I like, think. Like, like you, you wait out the Kyrie move because yeah, you want to get sure. the second move and get Kevin yeah. Durant. 
why are you going to like get like you basically take yourself out of the Kevin Durant. Right. Exactly. If you trade for Kyrie. So, yeah, I think there was obviously a lot more interest in the heat and Kevin Durant. If he were to become yeah. available, like they would have been all in on that. Yes. You give up. Everything I you can for yeah. That. I don't, I don't think I'm breaking news by saying that. Yeah, I mean, I'm exactly. sure 20, I don't know, I guess 28, 29 teams probably would have been all in on Kevin Durant. If he was available, that would have been crazy. Like that, that Kevin Durant sweepstakes would have been like maybe some unlike anything we've seen because he has four years left on his deal. And like even teams that he doesn't want to go to yeah. would probably be willing to trade for him because he has four years left on his deal. And what is he going to do? Right. Um, so it would have, right. yeah, definitely would have been, would have been a crazy few weeks if that would happen. But it looks for now, it looks like Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn. Do you think, no, this is again, like we're getting like steps, steps away, but like the fact that there is the possibility Again, we're saying for now Brooklyn maybe is like they got their guys, like whatever they're they're planning to go into this year and contend. But the just knowing that the possibility that Brooklyn can blow up at any minute and maybe Kyrie or Kevin Durant becomes available, do you think that would you know, you've been pretty set on like the idea that maybe the Heat are not gonna go necessarily like they're gonna kinda mostly just keep things intact. You know, maybe if if, if a guy like Beal or <laughs> Mitchell really becomes available, they'll be in. But do you think the fact that Kevin Durant is still like, you know, maybe he gets moved by the trade deadline because Kyrie, like, something weird happens and he ends up on the Lakers. Like, do you think that there is a, a, a part of that with the Heat where they, like, why 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 worry too much about Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal when there's an X percent chance that you can get yeah. Kevin Durant? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's in the back of their mind, but I don't know how you can bank on that because yeah. even if he does become available, like it's a risk. Said, it would be a risk to wait. Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be every team competing for him, right? right? And you're not. I mean, he could put together a very good offer, um, but it, I don't know if it's. They the gotta best. let Jovic. They gotta let Jovic loose. Make him yeah, Jovic out. It starts out, you know, is averaging 25 points a game in the first two months. Then maybe they don't need Durant, right? They have Durant on their roster. That's true. Um, but. I don't, I don't know if you I don't know if you can bank on that because there'll be so much competition for Kevin Durant from almost every team in the league, mm-hmm. um, and you don't know if he's going to become available. I mean, yeah. again, like all, for all we know, Brooklyn could be really good this year and they make it work. And Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving spend their entire careers in Brooklyn and they win three championships. I don't know. So uh, yeah, it is a possibility. Just like you know, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. With Donovan Mitchell and Bradley yeah. Beal and Damian Lillard, but for now, it doesn't seem like those guys are going to be available anytime soon. Um, looks like Bradley Beal is going back to Washington. Yeah. Going to sign the max extension. Donovan Mitchell, there really hasn't been too many rumblings about him. He leaving. still is the one that feels like that could change it. Yeah, it kind of just felt on you know like there's been a lot of reporting on Beal that he's going to like sign the extension and go back to Washington. Um, in in Utah, you know they just hired a coach like an hour ago or something. Like they've kind of been yeah. unsettled, which has made it like I think a little hard for Mitchell's name to like to like know what his future is. He's still the one that I feel like could get moved this summer out of like sure. his dollars. Sure. Part, but part of me, part of me feels like he's going to see how it works out there. Yeah. That's the with other the new, with the new coach. And now like the Fizdale in the front office and let's see what they do with Rudy Gobert. Right. It seems like that's inevitable at some point that they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they get for him. So I feel like he's going to try to, it seems like they're going to, he's going to try to make it work um, for now. But again, like that, that's why I've always felt that, the likelihood is, was that they're gonna, the Heat are going to run run it back for the most part. Like, yeah, there'll be changes. Yeah. But there just isn't that there isn't like that avenue for them to really make a huge change unless one of these guys demands a trade. 
You don't have cap space. Yeah. yeah. They have exceptions to sign guys. So yeah, maybe they'll 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 add a, a role player, you know, to the rotation. But it's going to be the same core unless somebody unexpectedly becomes available in the in the next few weeks. Like it, it's just it's not like again, it's not like I'm. I'm making a bold prediction like that. Right. Just kind of all sign, what all signs point to at this point. Well, I'll say it was kind of a bold prediction to say that you don't think like any of these big stars are going to move. And yeah. just because that's how the NBA works, the big stars move. There tends to be at least one kind of like big trade every summer at this point. Um, but kind of like that's where we're at right now. And again, yeah. things are going to change a million more times probably between now and uh thursday and then between then and july 6th and then between then and the start of the regular season um but right now like you're saying uh nothing seems now that Kyrie is opted in and i think brooklyn knows they've got to keep Kyrie to keep kevin durant basically right like they are really incentivized to kind of keep that thing together um does not feel like there's an imminent star to be traded now again like it could change any minute but that's ultimately where we're at and i kind of like when you made that when you were always saying that you thought it was going to run it back the reason i was i, I wasn't sure about that is because i thought stars are going to be available and all of a sudden there right. aren't any so now now we're talking about pj tucker i was going to say pj tucker like speaking of running it back i I might be wrong because, right, because the yeah, I mean, yeah, for the, most of the core will be back, but a member of the core could leave in PJ Tucker, and that's what Pat Riley called him mm-hmm. during the season-ending press yeah, conference. I mean, he he said like PJ's part of this year, probably fourth. Yeah, starting power forward, one of the most reliable players. They were that was the guy they stuck on the best player, you know, on the opposing team in the playoffs was a surprisingly good, versatile offensive player for the yeah. Heat, um, and I. I kind of just assumed PJ would be back, honestly. I know that the Heater really value PJ. I thought PJ was happy in Miami. Like, it seemed like he was happy in Miami. Him and Jimmy built a pretty good relationship. He was being used in ways he hadn't been used, like, in six, seven years offensively. They're a good team. He's a, he has a starting role. I just assumed he'd be back. And the Heat yeah. have, like, the means to bring him back, right? They have the exception and can match really pretty much any offer if they wanted to. With that, with that full exception. Um, but now, I mean, just as we started to record this, Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer reported, he's been reporting that PJ is going to Philly like for the last week, but he doubled down and said that PJ will choose the Sixers three-year $30 million offer over opportunities to remain in Miami or go back to Milwaukee. So I don't know, again, like I have to do some reporting on this, but like, I don't know if that means the Heat aren't going to offer him that because they could, right? We can mm-hmm. get into a conversation next of like if they should, but they could offer him three years, thirty-three million, and either match Philly's offer or I guess exceed it if it's really three years, thirty million from Philly, as, Pom- as Keith Pompey's reporting, um, or it means like he's picking Philly no matter what, even if the Heat gave him the most money they could. Like I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean like I entering today, I still thought like there was a pretty good chance PJ Rebecca. I just can't see the Heat letting him leave, but if PJ is really dead set on going to Philly, as these reports are saying, then maybe not. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the next few days. Yeah, $30 million buys a lot of pancakes. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. A lot of pancakes. Um, I think unlimited pancakes for life. Um, but, but David, honestly, though, like, the Heat could, let's say he Philly does offer him the three years, $30 million, right? Uh-huh. 
And he and PJ goes to the Heat and says, I want to stay in Miami, but you guys got to give me the three-year, $33 million deal. Year. Fully guaranteed. Use that exception. So, A, you're paying him around $11 million when he's 40, right? And B, by using that exception, you pretty much are saying bye probably to Caleb Martin because that's their biggest, like, uh, asset to use on signing either Caleb or an right. outside free agent. If they use that exception on PJ, like, all they have is, like, the $4 million biannual and, a min- and minimums pretty much. Um, so, like, would you give him that? Like, if he – would you – be willing to to do it to keep him and sign him to that three year thirty three million dollar deal. I don't know thirty thirty three years he's gonna be forty by the end of that deal yeah. we talked about last week. Um, he is still good, very good right now. To good to very good, whatever you want to call it. Um, he is uh, pretty reliant on the corner three point shot for his scoring. Um, obviously, still a very good defender. Um, I probably would lean toward no, because I think with Caleb, you know, I, I, I think both of us are pretty high on Caleb. I think it, it's going to depend on how high the heat are on Caleb, I think. Right. Because if you think you can basically like whatever the next step Caleb is going to take, plus, I don't know, like whatever player you're, you're going to sign someone probably to replace PJ. Um, if you think you can basically make up what pj tucker was with with caleb plus whatever and you know you can get a younger guy like you you don't have to worry about what's pj tucker gonna look like when he's 40 years old um i think that's the smarter play yeah um now you you might feel pretty dumb if pj tucker is still like the same player in three years like like the bucks did last last year yeah exactly bucks really missed them yeah I, I would lean, you know, I would probably lean toward no. I, th- I think between Caleb and whatever else you can get there out on the open market, um, I think you can mostly piece it together. Um, but obviously, I mean, the Heat missed PJ Tucker a lot in in Game Seven of that Celtics series too, right? He, he missed the second half of that game, yeah, um, with an injury, and obviously they come up just short. So, you know, you worry. We you talked about the Jay Crowder situation last week and. You, you wonder if the Heat are a little, like, scarred by that and is it too risky to let P.J. Tucker go because of that. But I don't know. I mean, giving a guy like P.J. Tucker, who, again, is like a, you, a fifth starter, essentially, right? I mean, he was probably the Heat's fourth best starter. And banking on that guy still being good until he's 40, I, I think is pretty risky. But – at the same time, if you're like our window is these next two years and next like, years, got you, do this, it, yeah. you got to do it because, you know, at some point you're going to be paying like. It's been the concern with this core all along is if Kyle Lowry and, and Jimmy Butler fall off, like you're kind of screwed anyway. So maybe you just go really all in for the next year or two and bank on, you know, whatever. If we if we stink in three years, like it is what it is. Yeah, I, I I think if I'm the Heat, I'd be willing to give them the third year. If it is using the and we're getting into the weeds here, but all right, forgive me. The non-bird exception, which is a little less, it's 8.4 million. You can give them three years, 27 million. So it's a little, it's six million dollars less than you can give them with the other exception. So it's less money he'd have to take, but it's with guaranteed third year. You could, I guess, argue and make the pitch to PJ that it's 
state taxes, like state taxes, get it yeah. closer, even though Philly, Pennsylvania's state income tax rate is only 3%. So it's not much, but still, it makes up for a little bit of difference. He has a really good, big role in Miami. You know, you're going to be on a good team. He already lives down here, um, has like established reputation down here. Free um, big face coffee for life. Free big face coffee for life. And then the reason I would do that, not only because it's less money, but also then you still have the $10.3 million exception to use on Caleb Martin yeah. or on another free agent. So it, it preserves your flexibility. Um, and I think that's huge. I think that's one of the biggest reasons. I don't know if I would do the 10.3 for PJ. Yeah. Not because of the 40-year – I mean, yeah, you, that's something you have to consider. But the fact that it you basically limits your flexibility Right. It's altogether. that risk. It's the risk of what he looks like when he's 40 compare, combined with losing yeah. Caleb Martin. Um, or anybody else you could sign with $10 million. Or anybody else you can sign yeah. with like you're maybe you're, you're probably getting better or you're, you're staying as good. Like, you know, that, that's PJ Tucker probably will be a better player than Caleb Martin, whoever else you can get. Um, but is the difference that much? I, I think that is a fair. That's an open question. Right. Or in like year two or year three of the contract. Yeah, especially will be better than Caleb Martin. Yeah. Right. Oh, or, and like you might be able to get Caleb and somebody, another free agent with that 10.3 million. Because can they, you can, can they reunite it. the Martin twins? You might. I mean, why not give them five million dollars each? Five million dollars each. Yeah, and the uh, the more twins move. Yeah, and be done with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, it's gonna be. I I guess like again, I still think it's a possibility returns he. I know like Keith Pompey, Mark Stein are reporting strongly that he's going to Philly, which is kind of crazy, right? Like didn't the Bulls and uh, he get? We talked about this last week. Like, like, they're not gonna be picking in the second round next year. It doesn't sound like. And the Knicks either. I mean, I think like as we're recording this, I don't know if it's like Chris Mannix um, reporting that like it basically like about the pitch, Knicks pitch to Jalen Brunson and how Jalen Brunson is now expected to go to New York. It's like, what day? It's, well, it's June 28th, right? It's not July yeah, 1st. We got, we got a couple more. We got like 48 hours before we yeah. get um, stuff. It's just, it'll be interesting to see how the NBA handles that, right? Um, but yeah, I guess Heat fans have, do have to get ready for the possibility that P.J. Tucker might not be with the Heat next season. Not only that, he might be on a team that they're competing with in, you know, for one of the top spots in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that, I have a hard time believing that he would go to the Sixers if the Heat were offering him the same thing. I would think so, but man, like, how could you make that? This if if again, if these reports are true, and Keith Pompey is a very credible reporter, Mark yeah. Stein is obviously a very credible reporter. If he's already like feels that strongly that he's going to Philly, like. I don't know. Like you would think he, like I remember Jay Crowder when that all that was going on, like he was Barry and I reported that he gave the heat a night to like think this through, like to make sure they didn't want to up their offer. Like he really uh-huh. wanted to come back. Right. You know, like he gave him a night to sleep on it, gave him a chance to increase the offer. The heat said, that's it. That's as far as we're going to go. And he went to Phoenix, but like, it seems like PJ is like already not going to even give the heat much of a chance when negotiations actually are allowed to begin. Um, again, if this is true. So we'll see um, in the next few days. Uh, assuming they lose P.J. Tucker, are there any interesting names, any names that have popped up to you who are like guys to maybe watch, whether it's stuff you've heard within the heat or just like yeah. guys who you think help either fill that role or maybe fill a different role that, that maybe, you know, they can change some um, stylistic stuff. A few like names in free agency, at least, are like yeah. Porter Jr., yeah, yeah, Otto was the one who stood out to me. I, I liked what he did in the finals, honestly. Like, I, he was kind yeah. of streaky with his shot, but 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's one that makes that would make sense. I don't know if you know if he, he, he had the exception to use. I'm sure they could probably get him for that, right? Um, yeah. TJ Warren, could he play power forward? I know there's some bad blood between Jimmy <laughs> and him, but I mean, he's probably the most talented forward of the group that the Heat yeah. would be able to get uh, at that price point. Thaddeus Young, a name that's like been linked oh, to the like Heat every years. year. Trade deadline name for us, right? What was yeah, it? every year I feel like Kyle Anderson. I you know, I mean, Chris Boucher, I don't think that would Anderson, work. I like Anderson a lot. He doesn't seem like he fits, like, what the Heat are yeah. for. Yeah, I agree. Same with, Chris... with Nikola Jovic. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And and maybe Chris Boucher is another name that, like, I don't think he fits either. Like he's, Yeah, he's like a center. He's like a like Yeah, he's too Orvin Bagley, too, also like a center to me, yeah. more than like a... I mean, one name that would work, like, fit perfectly for what PJ brought, but I just don't know what the chances of him leaving, leaving Milwaukee is Bobby Portis. Yeah, I, I love Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis would be a perfect fit um, for what they look for in that four spot next to Bam. Um, other than that, I mean, Derek, Derek about, Jones Jr. Caleb Martin, right? <laughs> Caleb Martin might be well, like Caleb and Cody, right? Just yeah. reunite them. I have no idea how much money Cody Martin's going to get, or like if that's possible. But like, I'm guessing mid level. I'm money. looking at this list from HoopsRumors.com of free agent rankings. They got Cody 29, Caleb 30. So. Uh, I think that the big like yeah PJ might leave and that's painful for PJ the PJ twenty one for for what it's worth on this for list what twenty one okay twenty one the, the the bigger issue to me is like who do you replace him with if he leaves right. right like that is like the concerning issue because they spent an entire year trying to replace Jay Crowder they never were yeah. able to with Mo Harkless and they traded for um, Trevor Ariza it just yeah I mean, losing out. losing PJ Tucker for next year will obviously hurt them more than losing Caleb Martin did you just look at the minutes they yeah. played playoffs the heat were much more reliant on pj tucker when things mattered than they were on caleb martin now again caleb martin is still much earlier in his development that maybe it would be having a different conversation 20, uh 12 months from now but um yeah that that's obviously the concern is they're not you know it's not like a one-for-one one fit with that where you can just give pj caleb martin's minutes they're, they're different guys yeah uh, another name that like Listen, I'm not reporting this, but like it's just been a name that's always linked to the Heat, and I guess would make some sense is Harrison Barnes. He's under contract, but uh-huh. he could try to trade for him. He kind of fits what they need at that four spot. Um, Kyle Kuzma, another interesting name that is always talking about. I think about would be culture. a really, really good fit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, they don't have to fill the hole in free agency, right? They, they right. could try to trade for a guy like that. But the point is, like, it's going to be tough. For the Heat to find exactly what PJ gave them this season, he was right. so. He's a very unique. I mean, he's one of the most unique players in yeah. the NBA. There's really and, no one. Just and Bam was a unique there. center, so you need a unique four. Right. And that's what makes it so tough. I mean, the Heat have sucked with so many guys next to Bam: Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard, um, Jay Crowder, Trevor Ariza, Mo Harkless, like you know, PJ Tucker this year. Like only a few have really fit really well, um, and PJ's. PJ and Jay are like the two. Um, so it'd be a shame if they, I would say, lost Jay after a season and they lose PJ after a season. Like, just unfortunate for the Heat. Joe Ingles, another one I like. Joe Ingles, obviously, like, he'd be great, great fit, but. He's, he's like not off. on this top 50 list for some reason. He's because like he, others. I don't think they know if he's going to be available. He's, oh, okay. They don't know if he's going to be, because he, he had, um, it was Achilles injury, I think. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, you know, he had to have surgery on it and. Right. I, I think that's he's a little a, different too. He's more of a three than a 
a four probably. Sorry, but, no, it, it was it was a sorry, it was a torn ACL. I apologize. But, yeah, take a but, swing on him. Like yeah, point, that's the point. Like we just don't know when he'll be available, how he'll be. But yeah, Joe Ingles would fit, fit well, I think. Carmelo does not give you at all the same thing, but yeah, I mean they're names, but there's no one like yeah. It's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be hard. Yeah, like, I no, think yeah. Part of the, it's, 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 a, it's a gamble, right? You get by letting him walk. It's a gamble that one, he will not age as gracefully as the Sixers think, or as they're willing to risk. Uh, two, that Caleb Martin will continue to improve because if if PJ leaves, I think it's pretty safe to assume that Caleb will be back. Right. Um, it's a gamble. At three, you can find someone in free agency who will help make up for some of what you lose. And then, like you said, it's also a gamble that maybe uh, by the trade deadline, if it's not working, you can trade for Kyle Kuzma or Harris, like that, that someone will be available who you feel can give you um, uh, some sort of a, a replacement of what PJ gave you. Um, Kevin that, Durant. Kevin Durant would be a yeah. good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, those <laughs> midseason trades never, you don't want to yeah. bank on that. I mean, you think of the midseason. Yeah, you just don't know. He'd have made, like, you know, it's, it's been pretty hit or miss. Yeah, you just don't. You can't bank. Jay on Crowder was like, if you can get, if you got Jay Crowder, that's perfect. Like, if you get a guy who replicates what he did, but um, you know, sometimes you you give Mo Harkless a contract and it doesn't work out at all. No. Um. So yeah, the Heat learned that lesson two years ago, and I'm sure. Yeah. I'm saying that I don't know if they regretted it because again, it was a three-year contract Jay Crowder got for um good amount of money, but I'm sure that year in the present moment, they regretted it, right? Because yeah, they were watching Jay Crowder playing the finals. Yeah, yeah, and they were struggling, you know, like, try to get, like I said, Trevor Ariza, and that, again, that, he didn't feel really yeah, fit one. either. He's in trade that um, didn't work out. Yeah, so, we'll see. But that, I think, is the big question right now for the Heat entering for agency, because you know, Caleb Martin, that probably will be decided with what happens with P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Oladipo, they have his full bird rights, so technically they could keep him if they wanted to. Um, I guess it'll just depend on his price, yeah, and how much you know he gets in the open market. I, I really, it's, I would expect maybe like mid-level money for Victor, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is a bad deal for him if he want to keep him. Like I think that's considering his upside and potential and his first healthy offseason in like four years. Yeah, I think that's reasonable to like give him that to keep him. Um, but to me, PJ is kind of the headliner here mm-hmm. entering Thursday. Hassan Whiteside, free agent, bring Hassan back. Don't see that one. I don't see Heat that. Heat legend, Nemanja Bialica, free agent. He played, gave Golden State some good minutes there in the he playoffs. Kind of stri- he had like two possessions in, was it game, <laughs> two possessions. I can't remember if it was game five or game six, where the Celtics had him on like back-to-back possessions. I think he stripped Jalen Brown, which I guess is not that hard to do, it doesn't seem. Um and like stop someone else. Like he's 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 feisty. He is. Um, he is. I, I, Goran, I just, is Goran coming back? I mean, I feel like it's at some point he's gonna join Dallas, right? Like it just makes sense, especially if it was Jalen Brunson. Um That's true. And he's you know, he's been moving up with Luca for so He would have to basically give him a minimum that he would he would just be like, I wanna come back to Miami essentially, yeah. right? I mean, he could. He loves Miami. We know that. He's always here. He's always wearing Heat shirts. Like it's just, he's he's a Heat lifer, as they say. Um, yeah. So I yeah, I mean, it could be back, right? But I guess it just depends on 
if he does want to play with Luca for a season, if right. he'd have room for him on the roster. I mean, with Gabe Vincent, like how much is is Goran going to yeah. play? That's another thing. Um, so I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, Miami it makes would sense. be like a retirement job for him, basically. Yeah, I just don't know if it makes sense, especially like if you're, if you Haslam, Haslam comes back, you're gonna have two guys in the back end of your roster who are not playing. Not saying that Goran can play, like I'm sh- yeah, still yeah. He had some moments last year. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I don't know if like it's the fit with Gabe Vincent to kind of establishing right. himself as the backup point guard. Yeah. Marquise, you think he's going down? I don't think so. I, I feel like that one just kind of, it just seems like both sides is probably makes, it makes sense to part ways, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe if it was PJ, they see Marquise right. as then, an option. Maybe there's, yeah. Yeah. He, regret, I mean, he was the starter at the beginning of the year. I think people kind of forget that. Yeah. We, there was a cold conversation of like, who's going to start, PJ or Marquise? before yeah. last season um so maybe they kind of revisit that if if as a backup plan if pj actually leaves um and he probably could be had for the minimum or very cheap mm-hmm. at this point because he really didn't have a season last year like it was kind of sure a he's somewhere on that list of pj replacement even if he's the last yeah. guy on that list he's somewhere yeah. on that list. he's somewhere so you can't you can't rule it out um yeah but yeah deadman marquee um but I don't know if the Heat just want to give the backup center job now to Yurt Seven, kind of give yeah. him that opportunity, and then it might not make sense to bring Deadman back. Yeah. Um, then Markeith, you know, again, it might just depend on what the roster looks like three days into free agency. All right, I think we can wrap things up there. We'll be back next week uh, to recap free agency, I guess. Most of the big news will be out of the way by then, right? Even though... Actually, I guess by the time we're back next week, yes, the, the contracts will officially have been signed. I forgot we're recording this a couple of days early. Um, yeah. We'll also do, I guess, probably, we'll, I mean, we'll see how much news comes about next week, but we'll, we'll talk Summer League at some point here. Um, when do you head to uh, Vegas? Actually, next Wednesday, July 6th. Oh, so um, you might be recording, well, we'll see when we record this, but you might be recording might to- from the, the craft table at the Bellagio. I think so. I, yeah. I imagine that we will be recording... Next time we record, I will be in Vegas. So All right. You should, you so should fly out there. Exciting. Tell, tell the Miami Herald to fly you out there just so we can record the podcast live in Vegas exactly. for a second show. We did that last year, so yeah. it was worth it. Yeah, I think I think they can make that happen. Let's do it. All right. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, follow him for all your heat off-season updates because there are a lot of them these days. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. I'm sure I'll be chipping in a little bit on heat coverage here and there over the next few weeks. Um, But anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week.